Hey everyone, this is Diamond Rivera, the Live Discussions with Diamond podcast, episode 155. And this episode is sponsored by Thubachata Radio, where you can listen to this interview in high quality. As well, we're available on Spotify and other streaming platforms. And tonight, we have a very special guest representing Poland and New York City. We have the one and only Paulina Terska. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, Paulina. First of all, that video we just saw was amazing. I mean, that fluidity. Of course, I got to give love to Franklin Diaz. But you, my God, I mean, I thought I almost saw a reincarnation of Michael Jackson up there. Ah, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, of course, for me, um, like we've talked as well, it is a pleasure to have you on. For me, I do these platforms for artists like ourselves that really, you know, contribute so much to our dance community, uh, teach maybe all over the world, and really show how dance brings us together. So it really is a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And, you know, for me as well, Paulina, I think it's important that we have the opportunity to get to know you a little bit more. Of course, we know you as a dancer, but I also think people should get to know you more as the human being. So as I do every podcast, uh, I love to kind of take it back uh, before the the stages, before the makeup, before the costumes, and help us understand uh, who Paulina is. Well, thank you so much for your invitation. I'm very happy to share a little bit about myself with people. 
So uh, where? Where? where what, what's your What's your first question? <laughs> what would you so like basically, to if you, if you really want to take it back, of tell us who Paulina Turska is before the stages and before the glitz and glamour, before the modeling and everything entails. Who Who is a young Paulina? What is a young Paulina like? So I'm very disciplinated, definitely. Um, I love to have my daily routine. Mm-hmm. I love to have my practice and I love to eat well. Uh, I love to have my gym done. I love to go to work. Uh, I love to put myself go- goals every day. Mm-hmm. I, I really love to work on myself. Um, and well, I probably wake up every day around 7.30. I go to sleep at 12 or 1 a.m. My days okay. are <laughs> my days are very productive, but I still have time for for my dancing, which is you know deeply in my heart. I spend half of my life dancing. <laughs> and trust me, I've heard that same exact quote realizing how dance has been important in mm-hmm. so many of our lives. So you know, of course, as we talked as well, you grew up in Poland. Mm-hmm. So what was life in Poland like for you back then? Life in Poland, uh, I've been uh, studying in Poland and I also been dancing there. I started to dance when I was uh, 16, but mm. I sing from music videos. Wow. Okay. So I mean, that's interesting. Most people I talk to, they go to their classes, they train, 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 and mm-hmm. kind of perform in their in their genre. But like you said, you started in music videos. So what was that experience like for you? Well, there was an assassin school in my mm. school, right? So uh, very popular is ballroom dance in Europe. But yes. I didn't want to dance ballroom. So there wasn't any other styles which I could study. So I just was studying Sean Paul music videos. And then when I was 18, I finally found a dance school which was providing classes. I took classes mm-hmm. times a day, uh, which I was very hungry. I was very dedicated to what I do. And I, because I love to dance, uh, the love didn't let me to be comfortable. Yeah. I was looking for more workshops. I was looking for more events. And finally, I found Warsaw Sasa Festival, which was organized by Ani Hagowska. And uh, I saw a lot of beautiful dancers like mm. Amneris, Juan Matos, Junia, and many, many more, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, had so much pleasure what they were mm-hmm. doing big expression, beautiful movement. And when I came back home, uh, I decided to be a dancer. Mm. Experience for me, I was 19 years old. Well, um, since that day, I started to train every day. Wow. I mean, that's interesting of, you know, that moment you go into Warsaw and people don't know the, the Warsaw event that she is talking about is really a legendary event. I mean, in Europe, there's so many from the Mambo lands to the events in Croatia, but the Warsaw Salsa Festival has been around for many years and has had groups from all over the world. So I definitely uh, adhere to what you're saying. So a question now that I have is, 
know, from that experience at Walsall to you dedicating now your time to dance, what was or how was the feelings for you, your first performance, really, from doing all of your training to that first official performance on a stage? What was that like for you? So how was it? Uh, well, when I started to, when I decided to be a dancer, I didn't have a trainer yet. Mm. So very educated. I wasn't educated at all. So nobody were telling me what to do, how to do. I was mm -hmm. probably a bunch of mistakes. I was probably doing doing on the stage stuff which I I was not supposed to be doing. Yeah. But somehow it works for me and I decided to after a year of training I decided to do my own short Salsa choreography and try to participate in a You Can Dance show. Mm. And I went to first casting and they say, Paulina, we love your hanger, we love your dedication, you are so real. Here's a ticket for you. Mm. And this experience because when I traveled, they discovered that I'm not trained. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> they had to find out sometime, but I mean, it's awesome for you to have that experience of not being classically trained, but someone seeing, seeing something in you and mm -hmm. seeing that hunger, that passion, that drive. So, I mean, that speaks for itself. Uh, and, you know, that first performance, I'm assuming, was, was it nerve wracking for you? Like, was it a nervous feeling? I was a little nervous, but I remember... I didn't have any agenda in my head too. Mm. I didn't hear any trainer voice. I didn't hear any technical advices. Nobody tell me, "Hey, look here, look there, look at the camera, look at look at the audience." In that moment, I was I was raw and yeah. For me, it works very good. I was super nervous, but I was so hungry, so I fight till the end, and I fight for the ticket, and that was a beautiful experience for me. After when they sent me back home and they suggested to me, well, girl, you need the training, right? I started to train a lot. I started to mm -hmm. have a training. I started to participate in the champions. Well, I, I, I remember first, first championships, I used the same choreography which I was using for You Can Then Show. It was mm -hmm. 2009. Wow. <laughs> So um, then I started to have a trainers that I wanted, I would I create for the education. I traveled for congresses. I tried to, I tried target shows. I tried championships. And then um, I had the way where I couldn't balance my identity with, with the form. Mm -hmm. So probably I had like a two years of break in dancing, which didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty, though. I, I appreciate that. Exactly, because I had the very difficult way to, you know, to. I sometimes I feel pressured. I feel under the pressure of um, of demanding. Mm. So much joy and pleasure, I was raw, and suddenly people were expecting from me which i was very happy because i wanted to learn i'm always yeah. happy I, I love it 
but I had that little, I struggled with a little pressure then. I had this agenda, I had those expectations, especially my background is acting and in acting, you don't do forms. You always look for inside of yourself. You, you, you try to find your own tool to project. So it was kind of hard for me. Well, then again, I came back to the TV shows and uh, I, I felt amazing. Everything went well. <laughs> <laughs> I started to travel and perform and it was one of the beautiful and fascinating time for me but I had to take a break it was like probably four years for me oh, also I was uh, performing in a theater in Poland mm. so I took a break and I went for vacation to New York in order to find new development wow and then really now the journey <laughs> of New York City begins I mean many people that I've heard like yourself traveling really across the world now to New York, which seems to be the one of the meccas or one of the hotbeds for dancing, acting, just entertainment in, yes. in particular. But you saying everything kind of started from this vacation. So, I mean, tell us now that story of how it all began in New York. So I came to New York for vacation and I would like to always make sure uh, that my motivation is directed by, by needs of development, not desire to fight against my defections. For me, yeah. life development, right? And lack of development means lack of life for me. Like I'm very happy to progress and we all know that New York is the best place to do it. So um, in dance, in my dance life, which is, I, um, I went through different chapters. One of the chapter was moving to New York and I will mention soon, how does it happen? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that US and New York is like an alternative for the progress. Well, mm -hmm. even this decision sometimes was bitter, sometimes sweet and advantages and disadvantages were balanced. I, I always try to find a, um, like approach that at the end yeah. will be good. And, uh, you know, I like, I like to give myself hopes. Yeah, everything would be fine. Mm -hmm. So for vacation, like dancing vacation means uh, you take a break and you need a new inspiration. So um, a lot of dancers come to New York, used to come before Corona to New York yeah. to learn, bring new knowledge to Europe and, you know, teach it at their dance school. So that's what I was doing. I was coming to New York, I was studying so I could have a fresh knowledge. I could have a fresh experience um, for my students. Well, but um, day before I was supposed to be back to Poland, uh, Frank Lindy has texted me to join his team and I told him, well, I'm very happy to join your team. See you tomorrow. And I just called my parents that I'm not going to be back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's that's a stretch. I mean, going from just vacationing the day before you're leaving to Franklin Diaz giving you this opportunity mm -hmm. and taking it because that's not easy. Exactly. I remember I had last money for the taxi to the airport. Wow. Yes. 
I mean, so so now you know you made that decision. Then now you're working with him. What were those experiences like at rehearsals? Like really training under a legend, as in Franklin Diaz. What were those moments like for you? So I never tried to speak about my dancing past because mm. I remember the first lesson that was a private lesson. I wish to have it some. I wish to have it recorded. I was burning myself. I was shamed by my skills. Really? So I never thought I have any achievement in my life. <laughs> right? I was so shy to tell him that I perform anywhere because his talent and his movement, his skills were so beautiful. And I was just shy. And mm. well, I decided not to give it up because I came to New York just to learn. And I think Franklin Diaz is, um, Franklin Diaz style is not easy, but it's beautiful. So I, yes. took, so I took this path and I was very hungry. So uh, I remember first routine, we, it was Monty. Mm-hmm. I remember we practiced Monday to Friday all the time. Wow. All the time, all the time. <laughs> you know, Monty routine has a lot of footwork. When you make one mistake, <laughs> it's Yeah, to... it shows. It, it's not like a partner work routine. You can try to keep going. Nobody saw it. This is footwork where one little mistake, it messes up almost everything. I remember Franklin was very, um, he likes perfection. Mm. He, he looks very relaxed. He has so much nonchalance inside of himself when he danced. But I felt like there was a mastery of perfection. You had to do everything this and this way. And he was right because I wanted to learn it. So I was very happy and I followed it. Mm. And that's amazing because seeing performances that you've done with Franklin, uh, just seeing the energy for me, uh, seeing how much or how many people that have been influenced by Franklin, uh, especially his routines are just creative and unique compared to so many routines I see that, you know, it's really just picking a truly a fast song and just dancing to it with tons of energy. I love that, especially with Franklin. It's about technique. Um, it's about just stage presence, commanding the stage, you know, using the stage itself, not just staying in one little box. So that's something I admire. So a question now that I have for you, of course, working with Franklin and then also doing your own personal work. Mm -hmm. What is that feeling like really being on a stage, not just as a team member, but now really putting yourself out there as your own brand and now performing even at places like the Warsaw Salsa Festival? What were those moments like for you? Oh, that's a very good, nice, very good question. Well, when you are by yourself on the stage, you know, the, the wings which are growing are supported by yourself, right? And by your own power. And also being by yourself, opening eyes that you really like group of people too around you before mm. on the stage, after the stage, Right, but well, when you are by yourself on the stage, you see your own truth. 
and in my career I, my dancing was shaped by trainers as i mentioned yeah. the, the beginnings where i was so raw i went to you can dance right <laughs> this beautiful intro to my dance career sometimes i get inspired by myself i was like how did i do it <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy it's not easy <laughs> How did I do it? So sometimes when I have a not uh, not a good moment, I was like, "Wow, I, I made it without any education, <laughs> right?" So okay, well, definitely my uh, dancing since that day was mm -hmm. by trainers, right? Um, I remember um, I always we always want to follow our masters, which is great, and we want to keep ourselves too. So art is very difficult because art loves the true. Art needs to be very consistent, right? And yes. what I'm very thankful for, especially uh, those masters who I was the longest with uh, is self-discipline, like overcoming physical barriers or um, the body movement and the hours of hours of trainings and what they gave me you know sometimes trainings are getting emotional mm. and you understand that this is just because we are emotional because you're so passionate about the training yeah. we i i know i'm so thankful for that and i'm so thankful for other beautiful moments right mm -hmm. and but we speak about the, my solo, right? So let's let's not uh, let's keep. The, I will try to keep my subject. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so plenty of times I was um, battling, like inside. I was thinking inside how to keep myself around the person who around the masters who are very very valued by very loved and very respected by other people, right? So. In meaning, um, in meaning, when you go so close to the light, it's so mm -hmm. shiny, right? It's, it's so bright in that you might lose the identity a little bit. So anyways, um, sometimes I was thinking, how can I keep my identity under the pressure of the mending? Mm -hmm. Uh, or how to keep the pleasure there and you know how to still be Paulina because I've been working with masters who always when you mentioned their name you knew that they have the identity they have a style so in the future I would like to be the same I would like to when people mention Paulina in the future I want them to think oh she she, she is Paulina Paulina yeah. is Paulina so that's that's my, uh, this is how they are shaping me and my experience is shaping, shaping me. But if I can give an uh, advice for um, dancers who would like to share their talent, um, every instructor, every teacher is expecting something different. Uh, but when we choose a trainer or choose a mentor, we have to know if he is able to get us ready for a particular space, particular event. So Diamond 
is always a diamond at the end, no matter how you grind the diamond. The diamond needs yes. to be the diamond, right? So sometimes we have to make sure that this tra trainer can help us for that event, right? Not because he likes this or not likes that, because at the end of the day, heart feels the true and we know the true. So, well, for me, anything I've been experiencing as a, a dancer, I feel like it was fascinating and very passionate experience. So as a solist, I believe, as I said, that it's opening eyes a lot also for the groups. So mm -hmm. I like both. <laughs> hey, I respect it because not a lot of dancers can do both uh, or thrive under both. So it's really good to see really your progression, your maturity as one time being an untrained dancer to being able to train with your cold masters and the legends of the same art form that you love. So I think that's really important. And now that helps us bring now a little quick clip of an event some years back at the, I believe the Miami Salsa mm -hmm. Congress that had you, Twist Jr., Franklin Diaz, and another gentleman, I forgot his name, it was at the, I believe the Miami Salsa Congress. So everyone let's check it out. And when we come back, We'll ask one little question before we get to our last segment called the randoms. All right, check it out. God, just just seeing that energy on stage definitely just makes me think of how much I miss performances and congresses. But before we even get to this last question, what was that like? Kind of just seeing that performance from so many years back. What did you did you have any feelings when you saw that? My heart is beating faster. <laughs> well, I remember the day uh, we not one day before it wasn't. Mm -hmm. This show wasn't planned. Wow. Complete. This show wasn't planned. And I remember Malik or Franklin mm -hmm. uh, on Sunday night, they told me, Paulina, you're going to perform tomorrow, Monday, in heels. I'm like, well, I never danced this show in heels, in dress. And uh, I think I danced this show last time two months ago. And they're like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See tomorrow on the practice. I was like, oh my God, wow, I'm gonna perform with 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 the most talented dancers. Wow, I'm mm -hmm. so excited. Wait, I tried to keep myself cool, right? Yeah. 
Oh, I was breathing. Uh, well, before the stage, Eddie and Franklin and Malek, they were so much fun. So it helped me to listen up, but I was a little nervous. <laughs> I felt the responsibility of who am I going to share the stage for sure. Mm, I, I definitely, yeah, no, I definitely understand that. Like you said, uh, the responsibility also you have of the people around you, you know, you all want to give a show. Of course, people love the people they're seeing, but I also think it's important for everybody to see everyone on the dance floor and appreciate that what they contribute. So I definitely love that. But uh, now my last question, really, before we get into a fun little segment called the randoms is, you know, through COVID now, uh, as we talked pre-COVID, when people were just waiting to go to their next events and 2020 things just turned ahead, especially in the dance community. But now 2021 is here and things are looking a lot better than they did years yeah. past. Uh, what is really your outlook on your future or just, you know, what do you see yourself from now, a year or two from now, really? Well, um, I tried the competition now. Mm -hmm. um, I Sasa Summit and I tried my first shot. Uh, so I would try to prepare for more events like that for Cancun and for Miami again. I have some performances for okay. too. So uh, I have a two solos now because of now my teacher is traveling. So I'm not sure if we're gonna do a group show. I'm, yeah. Well, but okay. If not, I have my solos and I'm very happy to to perform it and deliver it after corn i feel a little bit more grown now <laughs> mm. hey th that i've heard that as well is that during this quarantine has helped people really mature a lot faster uh when you're talking about your career really focus on what your value is because like you said uh your main teacher isn't here so you still have to bring something to the table. So you not having just one, but two solos, that's amazing. Well, what happened during the COVID, I, I have family in Chicago. So the day first I traveled by, um, by the track because mm -hmm. I the flights. I traveled by the track 14 hours to Chicago to spend my quarantine over there. And, um, well, because you are at the family house, so, you know, how is it with the family? <laughs> a little drama, they're not gonna, <laughs> they're not gonna let you sit down at their house for too long. So, my family found me a job. Okay. <laughs> you know, the quarantine job. So, starting this job, first week, second week, I decided to definitely that I want to be a dancer. So <laughs> I remember uh, um, well, I was working in a grocery store, right? So, hey. well, so, uh, we got to do what we got to do. got to start somewhere. Uh -huh, exactly. So I remember I made enough money to um, pay for a new choreography with my trainer. Mm -hmm. Right. And then I said, Franklin, let's use this year. Okay. To work on my solo. Can you please do that? 
with me. Mm-hmm. He said, yes, no problem. Let me know when you start. So the whole year I used to study uh, my solo. Mm-hmm. I was every day at the gym, sometimes four or five hours. That was I had a very easy routine. I wake up, I train, I eat, I train, I teach, I go to sleep. For the six wow. months, <laughs> I probably it, went it never stopped. Never. Wow. Hey, well, it, that's it, the grind of. It stopped uh, before uh, Stasi Summit because, um, well, I decided to be very focused and, yeah. you know, not going out for dates or party okay. <laughs> unexpected i met my boyfriend <laughs> week before summit so i lost the focus a little bit but yeah. i still summit <laughs> hey and no matter what you got the summit and that was the purpose so you know just seeing that you've still been able to thrive and be motivated during this quarantine was- uh, from last year and seeing 2021 is it's great to see where your head's at. I was very motivated. Uh, I came back to New York. Um, I was practicing on my rooftop. And hey, the, the luxury. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in Brooklyn. Well, my rooftop is not very straight because my building is old. But um, I decided to open my dance class and it turned out very well. I've been teaching mm. from up uh, for probably four, four or five months. Okay. And I was very hot. I was boiling. I was having had the glasses. And from two people, my classes grow to 20, 30 people. And I was very happy and proud of myself. I opened, I did probably four or five boot camps. So I was very, very. I started to work on the grocery store. I definitely invest all of my heart and time. <laughs> hey, you, you got to go through some obstacles to get to the finish line. But, you know, it's good, it's good to see that from the grocery store, from quarantine, you've been able to prosper since. So, you know, I think helps us now uh, transition to our last segment called The Randoms, which is about 10 questions. I'll throw at you uh, dealing with dance and everything in between. So, Paulina, all I need to know is when you are ready. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Number one, favorite color? Blue. Okay. Number two, favorite Congress? Warsaw Sasa Festival. All right. And... Okay. All right. Number three, you're mm-hmm. at your favorite Congress right now. Somebody says, Paulina, I'm giving you the opportunity to give me the last performance, closing show. Who is it? I will go to Mexico. Mm-hmm. But who is the act itself? Uh, what's the name of the Congress? It could be any Congress right now. And basically they say, Paulina, you can choose the person who performs last or the group. Which group are you choosing? Ah, sorry, you asked about the group. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. I have so many favorite groups. That would be unfair. I know. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Okay, group, right? It could be a group or solo act. Solo act. All right, I'll give a solo to Franklin. Okay, okay. Hey, give it up. <laughs> Got to give it up to Franklin. All, All right. Group. Our group. <laughs> okay, I love it. I love it. All right, number four. What is a big pet peeve of yours when dancing with someone in a social? What is something like just really ticks you off, pisses you off, or something you would tell people do not do when dancing with you? I didn't have this feeling for so long. Oh, maybe, no, I didn't have this feeling for so long. I remember when I started to dance, I had, I was a little bit upset because probably I had, I didn't know how to dance well in partner mm -hmm. work. Well, I'm still trying to develop my skills. Uh, I don't have, I don't experience that. Mm, that's well, good. Well, that's... Okay, okay, let's be honest. I'm tall, right? I'm five, yes. I'm five So... Sometimes uh, I understand it's it's not easy to dance with a tall person, but my arms mm -hmm. are long, which should be kind of balanced, right? <laughs> okay, so hey, that's that's understandable of understanding. Do that to me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I, I kind of got it out of you. It seems like hey, there is something there, and I right. definitely respect it. I've seen it happen before, and it's never fun. All right, next question, number five. What is your favorite dancing city in the States? I think New York. Okay, all right, all right. I love it, I love it. All right, next question. Right now, if you're at a social or Congress, wherever you may be, and you can choose to dance with someone last song, who are you dancing with? I would like to dance with Eddie Torres Jr. because I never danced with him. Mm, okay. Well, hopefully, definitely in the future when things are picking back up, that yeah. surely will definitely happen for sure. If you can perform on the stage with him, I definitely see you guys social dancing together. <laughs> All right. Next question is from your many years of dancing. Mm -hmm. Give me three people that you feel have been most influential to your dance career? Definitely Franklin Diaz. Definitely. Um, are you asking for people who helped me to make career or who help who shaped me? It can be, it can be actually a mixture of both. Just people that you felt have been beneficial, beneficial. to really overall your dance journey. My dance, uh, I think definitely Franklin, definitely Franklin Diaz, and um, I believe my ballet ballet trainers, Dorit um, Dorit Koppel, Darius Hochman. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm open to a new instructors. I'm taking classes, but. Privately with other instructors, I unfortunately I don't have time to take classes because. Yeah. I, uh, so I'm. I would love to. If I have time, I will be taking any classes I can. But it's hard for me because of my work. So sometimes I meet. I meet for private classes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Other instructors too. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Number eight. Mm-hmm. If you could have one last meal right now, what would it be? Pasta. Okay. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> that was definitely quick. All right. Number nine. I don't know if you're going to be biased here, but what is your favorite borough in New York? Borough? What does it mean? Like it could be Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, the Bronx, Brooklyn, oh, you know. Okay, I like Williamsburg. Brooklyn, Williamsburg. Okay. <laughs> very I got you. Very hipsterish, very chic. Okay. I love it. I love it. All right. It brings us now to my last question. And I love asking this question because it makes people think a lot, but it goes like this. Paulina, when things are said and done years, years later from now, um, when we're not really dancing in the same capacity in a sense, of course, we'll always be around in the community. Uh, but kind of looking back when you're in the future and looking back, how do you want to be remembered in the dance world, in the dance community? How I think, um, this is a very good question. As I mentioned, right, my dancing was shaped by trainers and Mm -hmm. I was working with masters and I was working with masters who always had their own style. So any master I mentioned uh, from Salsa or uh, from who shaped me, they have their own styles like Franklin. So I would like to have my own style, but definitely based on body movement because I love it. That's why I study with, with him, but I need to find my own identity in that. I've been so long with my master, <laughs> right? Now time for Paulina. Now time for Paulina yeah. really feels in her, in her. So when I, I, I mentioned that, I think, right? So I want in the future, people think about Paulina as having her own style, mixture with lady styling and body movement together. Okay. I love that. It can tell you <laughs> put a lot of thought. This. Absolutely. And again, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, it was awesome doing this segment. I love doing it with any one of my, every one of my guests. And now it helps us transition to the conclusion of our talk tonight. And for me, uh, from start to finish, I've enjoyed every moment, just understanding kind of your brief history, especially back home in Poland, but also you coming all the way over to uh, New York City, trying it out there. And then as well during quarantine, understanding your time in Chicago, you know, at that infamous uh, grocery store. Uh, but, you know, also understanding that we can celebrate you as an artist, as a performer, but I think uh, we've had a chance to get to know who Paulina is also as a human being. And I think that's the most important thing. So I've had a pleasure having you on tonight. But before we go, I would love to know if you had any last few words for myself in the audience, but also contact info on how people can reach you and see what classes you have up coming up next. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your invitation. And I'm very happy to share about myself. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you so much. So I'm always teaching on Saturdays at noon body movement. 
Zoom or in New York. So anybody who is interested in feel welcome. Um, I'm doing boot camps and uh, I'm doing like I'm working with my students. I'm doing a choreographies which we can, for example, record later or study um, movement, right? Mm -hmm. So just feel welcome, enjoy. I have a beautiful group of students. They're amazing. And so we have a very nice atmosphere at the class. Feels like home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how it usually happens. After taking a few classes, uh, it, the, the, the rehearsal space always feels like home. Yes, always feels like home. My dream is to have my performing team. And I know that will happen definitely sooner than later. And, you know, it's just honestly, it's been a pleasure having you being able to talk to you. But, you know, like you said, that you're teaching classes as well. I'm assuming as well you have a Facebook or an Instagram that also people can reach you by. Yes, of course. So my Instagram is P-L-I-N-A Salsa. Okay. Perfect. Well, at least people can reach you there as well. But also, people, I'll be, after this interview, I'll be posting a link to some other visuals from Paulina and her past uh, performances as well. But I thank everyone for tuning in and listening. This has been a very special episode of the Live Discussions with Diamond podcast, episode 155 with the one and only Paulina Terska. Everyone, take care. Have a great night. And we'll see you on episode 156. Peace.